click on uh, the watch list. Oh, fucking hell. Let me start. <laughs> Let me start that over. Click. Stop. Welcome back to The Watchlist with Patty and Bill. Make sure you go to thewatchlistpod.com. There it is. Click on, and, and you can check out all of our back episodes. Click on the Contact Us button if you want. Make sure you engage with us on your social media, at symbol the watchlist pod, at symbol pirate Alice, at symbol Bill Ivory Larson. And make sure you subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts. And also, if you are on Apple, make sure you give us a nice review. We would certainly appreciate that. The algorithm gods would appreciate you, too. Yes. Yes, we do. God, I finally got that out of my system. Holy crap, I forgot how to talk. Yeah, it seems that way. Gosh, what the heck? Uh, It's just I'm tired tonight. Uh, and not for any not for any reason, but the knees. Okay, so I had to go to a wedding today, mm-hmm. and lovely wedding, awesome people, completely groovy. It was it was such a nice time, loved it. It was a beautiful ceremony, the whole bit. But as as listeners to our show, all twenty two of you, uh, know I have bad knees. So when you stand on bad knees for a long time, it, it makes standing Ooh. for like two hours feel like 12. Yes, it's awful. It's it's terrible. And 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 I actually read something on Instagram that said people who and it, this was actually from a, an acquaintance of mine who said. People who have chronic pain you will hardly be able to tell they have chronic pain because they've learned how to live with chronic pain. Mm-hmm. And that's absolutely the truth. Now, to to the outside viewer, I, I, I just look like I'm walking slowly when yeah. in actuality, I'm only walking the only way that my legs can at the moment. Mm-hmm. And if somebody had put a chair out there by the divine grace of God, I would sit my fat ass in it for 10 minutes and, you know, reduce my legs. But anyhow. Yeah, yeah, same. So I'm just, I'm just <laughs> tired. So anyway. So what did you watch this week as, as I'm blathering? Last week, uh, Apple TV Plus released the first two episodes of Foundation, the great big new saga. Oh, uh, that's series. out now? Yeah, that's out now. It's the great saga series from, from, it, based on the stories written by Isaac Asimov. Uh, it stars Jared Harris that you may remember from Chernobyl or Mad Men. Yeah. Yeah. And then other people that I don't recognize. Uh, he's the only one so far that I've recognized on this show. And I have not read the books, so I have no idea what I had watching this. I have no idea what I'm going to get. I just know Isaac Asimov, he wrote I, Robot, like the short story that I, Robot is based on, and a bunch of other shit that's classic sci-fi, amazing stuff. So his worlds apparently are very intricate, complicated worlds, I'm guessing, in this Foundation series. And these first two episodes are very much like a sociology lesson where you don't have all the pieces yet, even, or even like a foundational knowledge of what the fuck is going on, of the religious beliefs, the political, like, 
construct of this galactic empire it's plotting and slow and boring as fuck no oh god oh my god yes i just wow wow really in my fiction writing classes they always said like start with what's happening now like start with the action this does not start with the action if they start where the action is and then give a little filtered in backstory here and there this would have been way better but i just i have no idea what's going on i just i don't understand it i don't even know Oh, that's depressing. It is. I'm very sad because I was really looking forward to this, thinking I'm going to get some great, epic, big budget sci-fi thing that I can watch a lot. And no, it's not at all what I got. Oh, man. It's lame and I'm, I'm, uh, it's lame. <laughs> it's lame and I'm I'm sad. Lame. Oh. Yes. I'm sad that this is not at all any good. Oh, not that's that's depressing. Yeah, I don't th- I don't think I'm going to continue watching this at all. Oh. Unless somebody tells me, "Oh no, it really gets better." Then I'll be like, "All right, I'll I'll try and stick with it for the rest." But no. All right. So no. I'm I'm going to probably pick that up because Laura has wanted to watch that. Okay. And just because she was a huge fan of the books. Hmm. It might so, be better for her having read the books because she understands what they're trying to explain, maybe. Yeah, probably. Yeah. So we will see. I will I will keep you posted. Okay. Odds are I'll probably be in your corner only because she knows more than I will going into mm-hmm. it. Yeah. You know, so we'll see. All right. So do you want the, the sort of okay show that I watched first or the one that I'm really like awesome over? Let's do the okay show first. All right. So Bill did an animated sort of week this week i was in an animation mood so and plus you know this week was actually kind of busy for me so i wanted to digest certain things in in shorter time frames so the first series i picked up is on netflix it's a brand new animated show called q force q force q force the letter q dash force no i have not heard of this and it is, uh, it's an animated show that stars the, uh, the voices of Sean Hayes, Wanda Sykes, David Harbour, and more. Hmm. And it is about government agencies, government spy agencies, and all that other sort of stuff. And there's one where there's the superstar cadet coming out of whichever government agency this is. When he's finally made the valedictorian of his class and all that, he comes out as gay. And the bigoted head of this agency relegates him to a bullshit office assignment in West Hollywood, California, because apparently that's where all the gay people live. And he puts together a team of other LGBTQIA plus members. 
and and I'm watching this show and I'm thinking, first of all, it is a very good way to subvert the 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 genre of spy show. Animation is a great way to subvert a lot of different tropes that we have all come to know and love and all that. But I've got to say that it's a show that belonged on the air 10 or 15 years ago. Oh. Because a lot of the jokes fall flat. I mean, the the very bigoted anti-gay head of this agency is your very prototypical white male guy where that character might have been way funnier 10 or 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. You know, because I and I'm thinking very specifically about American Dad. Yeah. Kind of, yeah. you know, that sort of character just taken to the upteenth level. But the good thing about the show is that the actors in the roles, or at least in some of these roles, actually play in animated form their human counterparts in terms of what they are, whether they are lesbian, gay, bi, whatever. Nice. So if you're queer and there's a queer character, odds are a queer person is actually playing this character, and it's great. So it's great that way. It is great for representation. So I'm, I I watch this show for two for two reasons. One, I dig the message, and I'm absolutely supportive of it. I just wish they it was funnier. You know, if this were 2005, I probably would have loved this show because it would have mm-hmm. been so different and so irreverent and and all that yeah. other sort of stuff. Nowadays. Not so much. So, Q Force. It's on Netflix. It's a different show to watch, and I and I don't mean that in a bad way, but from a content standpoint, you could probably do better. But from a representative standpoint, especially when we talk about representation of different groups all over the the broadcast map. Absolutely watch it, consume it, because we need more of it. So it may have a little bit of a jumbled review, but I have to review it in two different ways. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. All right. My second show is a movie from Amazon Prime. Uh, I don't forget if it was me or Dwight who found this. It's called 2149 The Aftermath. Oh, that sounds apocalyptic. So in the year 2149, a young man named Darwin, he lives like everybody else in this cement module that is like big enough for one person with a chair. And this computer is his connection to the world where everybody else is in a pod. Okay. In this cement pod. Um, he's been in this pod since he was about seven years old because the air on the earth was no longer breathable and the only way he could survive was in this pod. So this chair is where he sits all day, every day. He eats his food there. He plays video games there. He sends messages to his mom who's in another pod and he works there. Uh, it's a remote control. He runs a front end loader for the mining that will get the materials to make more pods. Cause I don't know, somehow there are people to build more pods. 
and there are people who aren't in pods that need to move into this pod. That's where I'm a little confused, but whatever. Well, a storm hits and it lightning bolts hit just the right way to short circuit his pod. So his computer goes offline, his ability, like the button to say, help me, his emergency button doesn't work now. And he's the backup generators dying and there will be no air in his pod. And he's manually has to open the door, finds out that the air outside is not toxic. And that's when he goes on his adventure to find what this world is and if there are other people and all that. And yeah. <laughs> Your description sounds as boring as the show is. <laughs> because it was. Because it was that boring. It was that boring. Oh. It was that predictable. It was oh. just... <sighs> this is a new movie, too. It came out, like, this year in 2021. But it's awful. Oh. And you haven't heard of it because it's awful. That's why you haven't heard of it. <sighs> That sucks. Don't don't even watch it. Don't even go to Amazon. Don't even look up this movie. I'm not even going to repeat the name of it because it's just bad. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, I'm going to clean that up because here's another animated show that I have to review two ways. Mm -hmm. It's called Chicago Party Ant. I watched that too. Did you? Yes. Oh, good. Is that your third thing? No, because I didn't want to have everything be things I hate. Oh. <laughs> so <laughs> every, all of our 22 listeners know that, that Patty and I met in Chicago in college, but I am also born and raised in Chicago. I, I was born on the south side, moved to the north side, Chicagoan through and through. I freaking love this show. Did you now? Really? <laughs> I loved it. I and I'll tell you why. That there but I have to review it in two ways. Mm -hmm. It is the perfect show for me to get a taste of home. Okay. But because it is that specific, if you are not from Chicago, you're not going to enjoy it. Because you have to get so many jokes. Like there's this running gag in one of the episodes about famed TV weatherman Tom Skilling. Nobody is going to understand who the fuck Tom Skilling is unless you've watched Tom Skilling for years. True. Or you have WGN as part of your cable network. Yeah, WGN America. I think you got some news with Tom Skilling doing the weather, yeah. But you're really not going to care about what happens in Chicago if you live in, say, Dallas or Fort well, Worth. Well, yeah, no, or, no, no. You know, definitely. and all of that. So I'm sitting there and sometimes I get homesick. You know, sometimes I am willing to get on a plane just to go get a friggin' beef sandwich. But there are times that I hunger for it. And I miss the way those friends sound. And I, and I miss, you know, the way the food tastes and hanging out at Portillo's and all that. And 
everything is mentioned on this friggin' animated special or animated <laughs> series about this trashy, trashy woman <laughs> who is Chicagoan through and through. And she talks with the over-enunciated Chicago accent to the point where she's like the bears and, and it's, and it's, it's overly done because anybody who knows anybody from Chicago knows that it just comes out a little bit more fluid than that. It's not so punchy. Mm -hmm. My Chicago accent comes out when I'm drunk or really, really, really drunk. (laughs) All right. But any hoozy. Anywho's, I didn't like this show because it felt like it was just Chicago cliches. Like it was just a show made up of cliches about Chicago. That's and, why and I didn't y- like it. I made it through the first 13 minutes and said, no, this is awful. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Because I, 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 and I have to admit that I slogged through the first episode. And I was like, why, why am I watching this shit? <laughs> yeah that's that was me and i'm like no i don't need to watch it i will turn it off but i kept going because it is such a taste of home for me and you still live around there I so if you wanted Chicago, to yeah. yeah so you know if you wanted to go get a beef or a hot dog or something like that you could yeah bona beef is down the road portillo's is just a little further down we got right. the pizzas over there yeah i can't so I think that for me, I liked it because it it used those tropes to the max. Mm-hmm. And and what it, what turned you off actually turned me on because I'm missing that here. Yeah. Now, that being said, if you are not from Chicago, you are not going to get 95% of these jokes. Yeah. It probably. is irreverent. It's it, there are some episodes that made me laugh out loud just situationally because this this woman is a trash talking Chicago broad. Like just mm-hmm. she has seen it all, done it all, done yeah. many men in her life. I mean, she is just but she's got a heart of gold. And she would do anything for her family. It's just that she may not be the best person for anybody else. <laughs> so she's just a dumpster fire of a human being. But, you know, there's only so far you can go with that kind of humor. Right. Yeah. So as much as I want to show this show to Laura to say, oh, my God, that is so true. Or, oh, my God, look at that. That that's a thing. She would she would want to stick a like an ice pick in her face because she, she just, she couldn't get through how crappy this is. So I I feel sort of bad, Mm -hmm. but if you are from Chicago or have anybody who is, or lives there, I would suggest watching Chicago party aunt, 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 listen to me, aunt, 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 Chicago party aunt. Mm Mm-hmm. But if you are not from Chicago, it's it's just so hard to get through a show that tries to, that leans so heavily into something like that. Yeah, yeah. Like if it was all about I don't know Portsmouth or something, I'd be like, "What the fuck is this shit?" 
Well, and they do sometimes, they do that with Boston a lot. Yeah, New York, they do that a lot. Uh, probably yeah. L.A. too, but yeah, if, if, if you're not from there, you're not going to, you're not going to. Yeah. It. So, and, and to that extent too, shows like Sex and the City or Seinfeld or, or Take Your Pick, shows that are set in New York are much deeper and better if you live there and you know yeah, it and, yeah, and all yeah. that stuff. And I think that's where my positive review comes in. Yeah. I mean, like the, the aunt, her son is a baggage handler for Southwest airlines, which at I, midway I, airport. Yeah. Midway's <laughs> airport. Mid I, I was just, it was, I was, when that came up, I was like, wow, that is like specific. Yes. I actually know somebody who was a baggage handler for Southwest really? at Midway Airport. Yes. yes oh, wow. I so I was like, wow, that is specific. And like, it felt like, wow, where'd that come from? You know, but yeah. And they had a visual joke of Jewel Osco. Oh my gosh. I, I did not stick in it long enough for that. And my, <laughs> and my mom, rest her soul. I miss you, mama took a job and the last job she ever had in her life was for Jewel Osco. Mm -hmm. So Jewel Osco is a very Chicago thing, you know? Yeah, now and now it's just the jewels because Osco doesn't jewels. exist anymore. Oh, that's right. I liked it. Patty didn't. And no, I, I, and I only, and I only like it because it gives me that taste of home, mm -hmm. you know, and, and, if, if it didn't give me that taste of home and that was, like you said, if it was set in Portsmouth, I probably would have turned the shit off in 12 minutes like you did and not watched it anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, that's all yeah. I got this week. Well, my final show is a Korean show. Korean show. What? Yeah. It's on Netflix. It's like the new big thing right now that everybody's talking about. It's called Squid Game. And it is dubbed into English if you don't want to read subtitles. And it's about this uh, guy who is down on his luck and he is like and has enormous debts with loan sharks. And he's just a, he's really just a, a, a wreck. He's a mess. His life is a mess. Everything about him is a mess. And he's at the train station and he's asked by this very well-dressed man to play a game of like pogs or milk caps it's um you throw you, you got somebody's got like their card down on the ground and you throw another card to make it flip over it's it's a simple thing like that but you got to have some skill to make it happen so and the the well-dressed guy says if you win a round you'll get a hundred thousand dollars but if you lose i will slap you in the face so he's trying really fucking hard to win and he is getting slapped harder and harder and his face is red and just you could see the blood vessels are are broken and <laughs> holy shit and then he finally wins and he's like yes ha ha and then he's like all right i'm done and the guy's like wait 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 if you want to play some games with some higher stakes give me a call and he hands him this card that only has that number on it and on the other side, it's got a circle, a triangle, and a square. That's it. That's there's there's like that's it. There's no name on it or anything. And 
obviously he's a betting man. <laughs> so he calls <laughs> yeah, the he <laughs> obviously he calls the number and well um he is essentially kidnapped, gassed, has a hood put over him, thrown into a van and wakes up in this big giant space with 455 other people. And everybody's only identified with a number on their shirt. And they're all wearing the same color. And then there are people running the show who are in red jumpsuits with hoods and they have these giant black masks on with just shapes, the circle, the triangle, or the square. And those shapes identify like kind of what level of authority they have, what position they are. And then they start playing some children's playground games. The first game we see them playing is Red Light, Green Light. And okay. this big giant robot is the girl who's calling out Red Light or Green Light. <laughs> and if you just like in Red Light, Green Light, when she says Red Light, you got to stop and freeze. And if you move, e even if you like fall over because that's your movement, you are out, and when you're out, that means you're getting shot by snipers. Damn! And, yeah, <laughs> there's like a giant slaughter, and there's only like a few people left after that first oh game. Oh my god. And they're like, what the fuck is this? And the wackiness ensues from there. <laughs> I'm telling you, that... that each episode's only like a half an hour until you get to the final, like the finale episode. And then I think you get a full hour. <laughs> wow. It's wow. It is something. And there's only like, I want to say like tops, maybe 10 episodes, maybe, maybe nine mm. episodes. So it, it can't, it can go by very quickly. If you want it to go by quickly. It is damn good. It is really, really something. And y'all need to be watching this because it's really fucking good. Wow. Okay. Yeah. It's called Squid Game and it is on Netflix. And yes, some of the games, the playground games are specific to Korea, but they're kids games. So it's not that hard to understand the rules of the game. Not at all. Did you ever play Red Light, Green Light? Oh God, yeah! Red light, green light, uh, freeze tag. Uh, oh, freeze tag! Oh my God, I forgot about freeze. Yeah, tag. kick the kickball and kick the can. That was one that uh, when I go visit my cousins who lived in Chicago, everybody mm -hmm. on the block would play kick the can. I always wanted to play, and when they finally let me play, I realized you need to know everybody's name to play kick the can. <laughs> Dude, I, I never played these kick people the kid. Are. I don't know these people. I don't know if their names. So How do you play like, that? Oh, God. Uh, I don't really know totally all the rules, but like the uh, the manhole cover is like the goal or whatever, and you get a flattened can, and everybody hides, and then the person who's it is like if they see you they go one two three i see billy behind mr magoo's car and somebody's got to run and kick the can or some shit i don't really know all the rules but i just remember 
that when they were doing the one, two, three, I see so-and-so by so-and-so's car. I'm like, I don't know who these people are or whose car is whose. Mm -hmm. This is like a serious neighborhood game that you need to know everybody to play. Like the girl from, you know, the suburbs coming to visit her cousins once a year. She ain't going to know shit. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, well, huh? Okay. then. freeze tag. Yeah. Freeze tag. And oh man. That's good memory. Oh, right and we there. did TV tag too. TV tag? Oh, you never did TV tag? Oh, we did TV tag, me and my friends in his backyard. Um, yeah, where the person who's it, it's kind of like red light, green light, but they turn around and you have to call out, like if they're going to tag you, you got to call it the name of a TV show. And then they can't touch you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Brady Bunch! And then they can't tag you. <laughs> I I don't know if this was just a made up thing. It probably was because we all watch a lot of TV. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, all right. But I will never look at those games the same way again if my fat ass, just because of forward momentum, I can't stop on a dime anymore. Yeah. And I'm going bye bye. Yeah, I was watching this and I'm like, well, I would just be dead at this point because I can't do that. (laughs) I can't run like that. I can't jump like that. I can't stand in that position for any period of time. Yeah, Yeah, true that. (laughs) Yes, I realized I'm just dead. And where is that show? It's on Netflix, Squid Game. Cool. So that's all you got this week, That's all I got now. Then it is time for news. News. Thanks as always to Dave. Dave provided some interesting shit this week. Shit, yeah. Yeah, I did. So thank you as always to David. So, first of all, Russell T. Davies. Yes. Russell T. Coming Davies. back to Doctor Who. Yes. Yes, indeed. So, all right. And I have to admit, I have not seen an episode of Doctor Who since really Peter Capaldi, like his first season as Doctor Who. Okay. So, I, I when did Russell T. Davies leave? From 2005 till 2010. Oh, wow. So he was only there through the David Tennant years. Pretty much, yes. Yeah, because then after that, Matt Smith took over. Yeah, yeah, as the doctor, not as the showrunner. That's when Stephen Moffat took over. That's right. That's right. Once David Tennant left, uh, I think Russell left at the same time, and then Stephen Moffat took over. I don't have a problem with Russell Davies coming back, but but I remember... Back when I was watching the reboot of Doctor Who, particularly during the Christopher Eccleston Doctor, that they would treat the black character Mickey like shit. I noticed that too, and I didn't under I mean, I I couldn't understand why they treated him so badly. I mean, sure, the like, doctor's it, like I'm the smartest man in the world because I'm the doctor, but he's still smarter than Rose. Yeah. But Mickey was was 
almost like you know a piece of shit yeah and, and i and i and i never quite understood that because you know mickey was rose's boyfriend the doctor comes along and basically takes his girlfriend i mean you yeah, know yeah. you get an offer to go hop the universe with a guy yeah okay you kind of take it i get that but they made up for it in the episode where david tennant actually I think got older or something like the master did something. And you saw those characters many, many, many years down the road. Or it was in an alternate universe it where was, Mickey's character was a badass. Yeah, it, it's an alternate universe where his character is a badass. Yes. Yeah. But also yeah, yeah. in that episode where the master's taking over the world and yes, the doctor starts to age Mickey um, and, uh, a group of people they like come together to, to fix the world and he steps up because he he may be dopey and well-meaning but he's not an idiot and no. he can be a badass as as we've seen in his alternate reality version of him i just i just didn't like and i and i always have to blame the showrunner for that because the showrunner is telling these actors, okay, this is your character. He's telling the writers, write it like this, you yeah, know. Yeah. So I always took Stephen Moffat with a, hey, he writes Doctor he Doctor Who beautifully, but he doesn't know how to write for black characters. So we will yeah. see what he does with a 2022 Doctor Who. Yeah. So we will see. Yeah. yeah. All right. And I am all in a kerfuffle over this IATSE strike. Right? Thing. What? What? Yeah. So I, I'm looking at this. So Hollywood's unions have issued a statement in support of IATSE in its efforts to reach a new film and TV contract with management's AMPTP, saying that they stand in solid solidarity with IATSE. So I'm talking gibberish to most people. Yeah, IATSE yeah. is the big ass union that handles lower level workers in, in the movie field, movie the international field. alliance of theatrical stage employees. And they want a better living wage and they want a better quality of life and safer work conditions. Because there have been reports for many, many years that these guys work, you know, 12 to 16 hour days, multiple days in a row. Like seven days a week. They don't even get to and, stop and eat food. And the only people who are treated decently on sets are the directors and the stars. But it's all the gaffers and it's all the sound people and it's all the lighting people. It's, it's all the people that actually get the show up and running that are treated like dog shit. Yeah. Yeah. But if this strike goes through and it looks like it will, it will grind entertainment as we know it to a halt. Yeah, nobody's going to be making nothing. Nobody can be like that, can exactly. be making nothing. Nobody's making nothing without all these folks. Yep. And if and, and yeah. if you guys really want to at the end of every single movie, at the end of all the credits of every single movie, you're going to see the IATSE logo. Because that's the big union. So if this, we're going to keep an eye on that. But yeah, keep your ears peeled. TV and movies may grind to a halt. Fuck COVID. This is this is some shit. 
and it's and and that's not only going to have an impact on the content that you watch but it's also going to have an impact on the economies where they're filming these things oh fuck yeah yeah because a lot of tv crews and a lot of movie crews don't transport their workers across country if they're going to film stuff they hire local iatsi members so there's a big adam sandler movie filming in and around philadelphia these days so what they'll do is they'll put a crew call out for, you know, cable runners and lighting and sound and all that other sort of shit so that they could just pick up and mic stuff up and make it work. You know, so we're going to keep an eye on that. And the next thing that we're going to keep Did you see this story? Marvel suing to keep the rights to Avengers characters. I saw that Cop- headline, but I didn't actually read it. What the fuck is that all about? So Disney's Marvel is suing to hold on to full control of the, and and that is, that's the key phrase, full control of Avengers characters, including Iron Man, Spider-Man, Doctor Strange, Ant-Man, Hawkeye, Black Widow, Falcon, Thor, and others. Hmm. So the complaints... Uh, And I'm reading from The Hollywood Reporter. So shout out to The Hollywood Reporter. We would love a sponsorship. Thank you very much. (laughs) Has obtained um, the complaints. And they've come from the heirs to some of the late comic book geniuses, including Stan Lee, Steve Ditko, Gene Colan, and more. And the suit seeks declaratory relief that these characters are ineligible for copyright termination as works for hire. If Marvel loses, Disney would have to share ownership of the characters with those people, and it's worth billions of dollars. Damn. So, yeah. Yeah. That's why it's such a big fucking deal to own shit. Mm -hmm. And remember that documentary that we watched um, a few episodes ago about... who actually created Batman. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. It was Bob, you know, for years and years and years, it it was, it was always purported that it was only Bob Kane and it wasn't just Bob Kane. It was, it was another dude who died broke and penniless and they finally sued and won the right to now say it was Bob Kane and somebody else Mm -hmm. so that they could actually get royalties from all of this. Well, it's the same kind of thing, but it's Marvel, and Marvel's making a shit ton more money than DC these days. Mm -hmm. But that, you know, again, Hollywood is a business, and they are in the business to make money. So all the shit that you like out there, as magical as it is and as cool as it looks... It is all about the coin, not the quan. Just, just yeah. to remind you. Mm-hmm. Any hoozy. Log on to the watchlistpod.com. Click on that contact us button. Log, you know, hit us up on your social media. What do you think about Hollywood potentially grinding to a halt? Tell you what, though, it would be interesting to then catch up on past shit. Yeah, true. That would be a great, I mean, I don't think that strike would last very long. And more international stuff. International show? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And and that's very true. I, I think it would give people an opportunity to say, well, no new shit is happening. So 
let me either go back and revisit an old friend show that I that I've been meaning to rewatch, or let me try something new. Uh, new to me. New to me. Mm-hmm. New to me. Hashtag new to me. So let us know what you think about all of that. And in the meantime, do me a favor, log on, click on that subscribe button wherever you listen to your podcast. We want to grow this from 22 listeners up to 25. No, we want want way more than that. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to be 75 and hit 1,000 listeners. That's going to be That's right. That's going to (laughs) happen. People, let me tell you about show business. We are in this to make money. No, I'm just kidding. We, we love what we do, but money's nice. <laughs> yeah, money's helpful. <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to watch this week. I um, don't either. I don't even know what's... I, I Yeah, I don't know. We'll probably check out Foundation now that you let us know that mm-hmm. it's out there. Oh, yeah, totally. But, uh, and I might even order myself some Bona Beef because I can get that shipped frozen. Oh, my God. Yeah, you can. I miss a beef sandwich. I really do. If you, if listeners out there, you have never had an Italian beef dipped in its own juice with cheese and peppers, you are missing out on some good shit. (laughs) I'll tell you what, this body did not happen (laughs) just on its own. (laughs) (laughs) Oh shit. Well, thank you everybody for listening to us. We appreciate you. We hope you are safe and watching some good stuff. Let us know what you're watching. Let us know if there's a tip that, you know, we can pick up a new show and we'll review it for you. Yeah, I totally will. Yeah. Us too. Maybe we'll get, you know, the people who put Parks and Recollection up. Maybe we'll get them to give us a shout out. Oh, maybe. How can I Jedi mind trick them into that? Hmm. Dear Rob Lowe. Ding. Please <laughs> give us you know, like, typewriter. Please give us ding. a shout out. We are some really it. short sentences on your typewriter, dude. It's so small. The typewriter has like three letters. Uh-huh. Thank you very much. We appreciate you. Ding. Patty and Bill. All right. Anyway. Nice. All right. Everybody have a great week. And we will catch you next time. Without a mention of the mass singer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, bye. bye. <laughs>